Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of No Shame As The Podcast. And in this episode, I want to talk to you guys about comps or comparables. All right, you want to use comparables in order to determine the value of a property in the current market. Okay, so whether or not you're making an offer or you're going to list a property, you're going to use comparables to determine that value. So let's say you want to buy a home. You know, you were looking around, you found the perfect home in the perfect neighborhood. The asking price is $600,000. You're more than happy to spend $600,000 on this house because you think it's amazing. But before you do so, you know, you find out that the seller has no offers on the table. So now is the best time to negotiate. Even if you're willing to spend $600,000, if he has no offers on the table, that is the best time to start negotiating. So in order to figure out the price that you want to start negotiating at, you want to pull the comps or comparables. Now, when I'm talking about comparables, I'm talking about comparable properties to the home you are looking at or you might want to buy. And so when you're using comps, you want to use the comparable properties that are the most similar to the house you're looking at. So you want to make sure that the homes are similar in size, square footage, lot size, views. Hopefully it's within the same subdivision, um, same bedroom count. If you're looking at a three bedroom, two bathroom house that you want to buy, you want to compare it with other three bedroom, two bathroom homes. Okay, the more accurate you can get, the better it is to determine the value. Now, once you have your search parameters or what you're looking for in comparable properties, you want to pull the active listings, the homes that are currently on the market and in competition with the home that you're looking at. You want to pull the pending listings, the homes that are currently under contract that are similar. And then you want to pull the last sold listings. Now, typically you can go back about three months to pull the last solds, the homes that sold in the last three months, but you want to use the most recent closings for your comparables okay and you might have to go beyond three months depending how unique the home is but you want to use the recent the most recent closings when at all possible so now that you pull the comps you're looking at the data and you figure out okay the house that i want is six hundred thousand dollars but now that you've done the homework and you pulled the comps you find that his competition is at 590. there's literally a house down the street that is the same floor plan you know, within the same neighborhood and they're asking 590 and they're not moving. They're not under contract. They're still active. So right off the bat, you're looking and you're thinking, okay, maybe he's a little bit overpriced by at least 10,000 because the one at 590 is not moving and he's listed at six. And then you look deeper and you find out that the pending listings, the homes that are under contract are at 580. Okay. So people are buying in that neighborhood, but they're buying at 580. They're not touching the 590 or the 600. Okay, and then you look a little bit deeper and you find out that the last closings, the last ones that sold in that neighborhood sold for 570. Okay, so this is going to show you that the houses that are moving within that neighborhood are between 570 and 580 because you know they closed at 570. You know that people are buying the 580 ones because they're under contract, but you don't know what the 580 sellers took. They could have taken a lower offer. They could have taken something like 570, 572. But now you have a range. The range that you want to start at is 570 to 580 as your start offer point. Okay. Because you know, you know, 590 is not moving and you know, he's listed at six. So you want to make an offer of let's say 575. And then you want to include your comps to justify your offer so that you make sure that the seller doesn't think you're just picking this number out of the sky. And then you're going to sell it to the seller. You're going to say, Hey, Mr. Seller, I understand you want $600,000 for your house. However, Doing the homework, I found that the houses down the street at 590, they're not moving. You know, the ones that are moving were asking 580. And I don't know what they took because the last closings were at 570. So chances are they maybe took an offer of 570 or 572. That's why I think my offer of 575 is more than fair. 
All right. And if you make a compelling argument, maybe he takes it. Now, if he doesn't, he might come back with a counter offer. And that's how you start negotiating. And a, a common counter offer would be a meet in the middle. So if you're asking 575 and he's asking 600, that's a $25,000 difference. So he might come back at 12,500. That's the middle point. So he might come back with a counter offer of 587.5. At that point, he might say that that's his best and final, and you'll probably take the offer. Because you were willing to spend 600,000 in the beginning without pulling the comps, now you just shaved $12,500 because you used the comps as leverage to determine the value. So you see how the comps can help determine the value and hopefully get you a better price. So it also goes with, you're gonna list the property because it can determine the value of that property in the current market. So I hope this helps guys. If you have any questions at all, feel free to email me at chris at noshamass.com. Take care guys. Aloha.